Welcome back to the program. We were just praying with my special guest. I'm going to introduce you already. Reverend. Can I call you Reverend? Reverend. Yep, absolutely. Apostle. <laughs> Dave Robbins is here with me, and so many questions are being asked of the world. It's asking yeah. what is happening. The end of the world is taking place. And I had to bring some headlines to you because we're going to discuss what is happening and what is really going on according to Bible prophecy Amen. Because if you read the headlines, and I'm tracking social media, I'm tracking the headlines as I do every single day, and I'm baffled. Can I say that, Reverend? Oh, I'm baffled because there are leaders in our community, in the Christian community, and I'm not going to name any names. All you have to do is just go online and, and <laughs> check them, but I'm a fact checker. Yeah, you no, were I teaching understand. yesterday on the Jim Baker show <laughs> and you were talking about the Bible and I'm going to the scriptures, making yeah. sure, okay, is Reverend staying on track? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is it okay if I fact check you? Yeah, the absolutely. Bible? Fact check me all you want. Go but, for it. You know, the headlines are pretty wild out there. And let me go through a few headlines so you can understand what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, with Russia and Ukraine and the war taking place and the cultural wars that are taking place, it is fascinating to see what people are asking. Right. And they're asking, is the world coming to an end? Right. And this is some of the headlines. And maybe you can jump in and, and correct. Let's fact check them. Let's, can let's, we do let, that? Yeah. <laughs> let's fact check them according to the Bible. Let's, let's do that. This is according to the Rolling Stone, not a Christian yeah. magazine. Sure. The Rolling Stone is a pretty liberal magazine. But I love watching and reading what everyone has to say, especially when it comes to Bible prophecy. Mm -hmm. And this is their headline. The Christians who think the Ukraine invasion means Jesus is returning to earth. And they quoted a very famous evangelical leader right. that is convinced Putin is being compelled by God to wage war about bringing about the end time. Right. That's a pretty hardcore statement it, to it make. It is, and it, 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 it actually uh, instills fear in people immediately. Because like, oh, is the end of the world going to happen tomorrow? I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready or not. What am I going to do? Am I totally prepared for all of this? And the thing is, that's why it's important to understand the timelines that God gave us in Bible prophecy. Because once you understand that, let's say this war was the sixth trumpet war, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21. We know that there are still several years left to the second coming of Jesus Christ. If you look at the timeline, there's the uh, Daniel 70 weeks, the 70th week which is a final seven-year period prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, we know we're still not even in that yet. And the war happens either just prior to or just after that peace agreement. So we're not coming up to the end of the world. One of the very key things you need to understand is that in Matthew 24, they asked Jesus, the disciples set him down on the Mount of Olives. That's the Olivet Discourse. And they said, tell us what's going to be the sign of your coming in of the end of the world. Well, the, the original Greek word is A-I-O-N age. Mm. And so they said, tell us what's going to be the end of the, what's going to be the sign of your coming in of the end of the age. When these things are coming to pass right now, the, the end of the world is not yet. It's the end of this age when the Lord will come back, establish his government here on the earth. And that's when the battle of Armageddon will be fought. But we've still got another thousand year millennial reign on the earth. 
and then the great white throne at the end of that, and then off into eternity. So don't really want to stir up fear in people. Yeah, there will be some apocalyptic things that happen, but I'm not living by fear, Mondo. I'm living by faith. There's a big difference. This is why I wanted you on my program. And listen, you're watching, you're listening. I should introduce, I, I should be a better host. I've been doing no, this no, for no. too long. You're, no, you're doing great. <laughs> I feel like we're family, though. Yeah, you know, I like to have conversations of what's happening. I asked you to not bring your tie, your suit, right. relax, because I want to have this conversation. Because most people, when they watch Christian television and they see us in suits, yeah. They turn away or they want to sit there and yeah. say, okay, what are these suits are going to tell us? <laughs> well, listen, we're not wearing any suits. If you knew our story, you, you listen, you watch my program long enough to know that I'm, I'm a kid from East LA, California. I'm a next gang member that got called out of the inner city of LA, turned my life around. I fell in love with Jesus so hardcore that I needed to understand what did Jesus mean when he prophesied. Can I say that, Reverend? Amen. Absolutely. Prophesied some of the most important signs that will take place before his return. That was Matthew 24. I never heard anybody preach about Matthew 24 until mm -hmm. I met Jim Baker. Sure. And then Jim Baker introduced me to the rest of the prophetic realm. Yeah. And then I met Dr. Urban Baxter, and then I got to meet you. Right. I got to give you a proper introduction. You are a reverend, Reverend mm -hmm. Dave Robbins. You are the host of the End of the Age TV and radio program for End Time Ministries. Mm -hmm. He's the, can I say chief editor? Are you yeah, chief absolutely. editor? Yeah. Chief editor of End Time Magazine. And his program called End of the Age can be seen on the PTL Network. I wanted to bring you on my program because Bible prophecy is being fulfilled, yet the church is ignoring it. But yet, then again, the headlines are picking up on some of the crazy things that our community is saying. Right. Can I give you another one yeah. from the Washington Post? Mm -hmm. Russia's war on Ukraine has some Christians wondering. Some Christians. Every Christian should be wondering. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Not some Christians. Is the end of the world coming? Right, right. There's another one from Charisma News, and this is... For me, this is what sends the mixed messages. And no wonder they think Christians are crazy. Right. But yep. this is another headline, Vladimir Putin, according to Charisma News. And listen, a lot of these people are my friends. We're colleagues. I've known them for years. But I just wanted to bring attention to some of these headlines because a lot of the world, the world that doesn't understand the Bible, they think that we're nuts when we make statements like this when we don't read our Bible. Right. We don't, we, when we don't understand the timeline of how prophetic timelines work. That's exactly and, right. And if we don't understand what the scripture is talking about, I think we need to do what Italian people do is shut your mouth. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. This is Charisma News. Vladimir yeah. Putin's connection to Christianity may surprise you. It's another one, according to the uh, Boston Globe. As Russia wages war, some, another one, some Christians contemplate the apocalypse. What kind of message are we sending with headlines like this, uh, Reverend? Yeah, so the thing is, again, it conjures up fear in people. When you talk about the end of the world, a, a lot when, pe when you tell that to somebody who's completely secular, a secular news source or somebody out there that hasn't studied their Bible, they will, when you say end of the world, they're thinking the worst apocalyptic situation 
the, the entire world's going to catch on fire and burn up and just, you know, we're all going to die. That simply is not the case throughout the end time. The Bible says at the time of the rapture, the dead in Christ will rise. Then we who are alive, Christians who are alive and remain on the earth will be caught up to meet them in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So the thing is, is that we do not teach, a lot of these conjure up fear. That's the main thing. We do not teach a message of fear. In Matthew 24, you brought that up, Mondo, and thank you for that. In Matthew 24, that's the Olivet Discourse. They set Jesus down. Hey, tell us about what's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And he says, hey, take heed, that, take heed that no man will deceive you, for many will come in my name and deceive others. There's the headlines. Many are going to come in my name, but they're going to be deceiving people. They're going to be projecting fear. Oh, you got to, you know, you're just, your head's going to be cut off and all this other stuff. The thing is, is that Jesus said, but here's what you're going to see. You're going to see wars and rumors of wars, but don't be troubled. The word says that, Matthew 24, you're going to see wars and rumors of wars. Don't be troubled because the end is not yet. And you're going to have pandemics, or it, it says pestilence in the King James Version. It's a synonymous term for pandemics. Well, we're saying pandemics. You're going to see um, famines. And they're saying that this Ukraine war, because of what's going on in Ukraine, Ukraine is kind of the breadbasket of that portion of the world, like the United States is over here for many areas. And they're saying we're going to have a huge food shortage because of what's going on. Jesus said you'll see famines. Jesus said that you'll see earthquakes in diverse places. You're going to see these things, but the end is not yet. Yeah. So Jesus, in the midst of some horrible times, I mean, they were under the oppression of the Roman government in Jerusalem at that time and in Israel. He still did not get in fear mode. So when you understand the prophecies of the Bible and the timelines and everything's going on right now, it helps to take the fear factor out of your life. I understand what's going on. Jesus said, don't be troubled. In other places in the Bible, Hebrews 11, different places, it talks about living by faith. I, I just had God tell me something over the last week, Mondo, and I've been studying these prophecies for years. I'm not fearful of the mark of the beast. Now think about this. The thing is, fear is the opposite of faith. If you're living by faith, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. God will put you in instances where you have to live by faith the mark of the beast is going to be one of those times. And so you're either going to live by faith or you're going to be scared out of your mind. There's a difference in being fearful and being concerned about something. Big difference. But I'm living by faith. That's how I live my life now. And when that time comes, looking back at everything that God has brought me through, I can't say, well, he's going to fail me at that point because God will never fail you. He will never let you down. He's never let me down. I've let him down but he's never let me down one time. And so when I see articles like this, most of these are written by secular individuals that are not living by faith, not trusting God for their very existence. And it's a different mindset going off into the end time. I teach the prophecies. I understand them, but I don't live by fear. I know that even with the, somebody said recently, you know, Hey, I, I am scared. I've, I've studied these things and I am scared about it. Um, it's simply a mindset going off in the end time, living by faith, trusting God. The Bible says, take no thought what ye shall eat, drink, or wear. Your heavenly Father knows you have need of these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Yes, we are going into some apocalyptic times. I believe it's God 
has established these events to set the stage for the world's last greatest revival we've ever seen. Yes, the book of Acts was a great revival. Yes, the Azusa Street, all these different revivals, they were wonderful, but I believe they were all leading us up to, and these apocalyptic events, to the, the time of the greatest revival the world's ever seen. It's prophesied. Revelation chapter 7, the Bible says that John, that in, um, in the early part of the chapter, you have the 144,000, the remnant of Jews that will be saved. Then in Revelation 7, 9, John said, I looked and be, he's seeing a vision of heaven in the future. He said, I looked and behold, this is Revelation 7, 9. I, look, I looked and behold a multitude that no man could number yeah. out of every kindred, people, tongue, and nation. Go down to verse 13, and the Bible says that um, the elder looked at John and said, who are these that have washed their, washed their robes white in the blood of the lamb? And John says, I don't know. And the elder says, these are they that came out of great tribulation. Well, the tribulation's ahead of us now, Mondo. So there will be a multitude no man could number saved during that time. And a lot of people, because so the greatest time of revival is coming in the future, but a lot of people, if you don't understand these things, I told my wife, I said, if I didn't know the prophecies, understand them, and have my hand in the Lord's hand and have a relationship with him, I would be fearful. How did you come to learn Bible prophecy? Mm -hmm. it, was it something that interests you from early on? Or? Just, yeah, so no. <laughs> my, um, I worked out in construction for 20 years, built houses and factories and all kinds of stuff, went into the corporate world, and my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, who was the founder of this End Time Ministries and the End of the Age program, he came to me one day, and I, had, I was ate lunch at his house, Going back to work, he came running across his driveway in his house, and he grabbed me by the arm. I had my window down in my truck with my arm hanging out, grabbed me by the arm. <laughs> and he said, Dave, he said, he, so you had to understand Irvin Baxter, very spirit-led individual, man of God my whole life. I was raised in his church. He said, Dave, I think it's God's will you come to end time and work with me. And I said, what am I going to do at end time? I don't, I'm a carpenter. I'm a builder, and now I'm working in the corporate world. I was going to be very wealthy. My uncle was going to sell me and my brother and some other guys a, uh, a factory that he had that was a cash cow. Wow. And we were right there. They were ready to retire. We were moving in. And my father-in-law said, I think it's God's will you come to end time. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so I, I went in. I said, let me think about it. By the time I got to the end of his driveway, something hit me and said, this is your fork in the road in your life. Wow. If you're going to make it, you're going to go down this road. And so I went back that afternoon and quit my job. And I called that's my bold. father. That's that, bold. That's faith. You didn't even talk to the <laughs> wife about it? No, I just went back and quit. And I, I called my father-in-law. I said, I'm in. And uh, he said, all right, let's go. So I came to end time. I was a fish out of water. I didn't know what I, I wasn't ministry-minded or nothing. I came there. Over time, I felt like I was praying to the ceiling when I would pray. And I asked God, I said, I, something's got to change my relationship with you because it's something just not right. It's not, it's not this happy, joyful yeah. relationship you're supposed to have. And he said, start teaching end-time Bible studies. And I said, oh, give me something else. You know, anything. <laughs> I don't want to teach. I, I've never taught a Bible study. I don't want to. And God just started hammering me. Every time I would pray, start teaching end-time. So I, did, I started an end-time Bible study in our television studios in Dallas. And I became consumed with Bible prophecy, the Word of God. I just started... I mean, like a big sponge. And I know now that it was God preparing me for when Urban Baxter would pass and that I would have to take over the content provision of end time. And 
he has helped me to retain this in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit. And so one of the things we do, Mondo, is I, we do not teach prophecy as just here's what's coming in the future. We do do that, but we use it to win souls, to build the kingdom of God, because so many people are interested in this. Prophecy builds your faith in the word of God, the only book that has words to eternal life. So me as a soul winner, wanting to build the kingdom of God, if I can use prophecy as a method to get people's mind focused on the word of God. I love it. I can, uh, I, I, listen, yeah, I'm Latino. It. I interrupt, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I love what you're saying because that's what I'm all about. Winning souls that's while it. using Bible prophecy. Yep. What has been the most, can I say this shocking that people misunderstand about Bible prophecy? Oh no. So I didn't want to, I didn't know if you're going to go down that path or not. So one of the most um, shocking things, couple things, uh, and, and not everybody will agree with what we teach, okay? And, that, and that's fine. Um, but one of the most shocking things is how close are we? When, we, when we, we're very specific, I don't really teach in generalities. Yeah. I teach in, here's what the Word of God said, here's how it's coming to pass right now, very specific. Okay, well, once you get very specific, people start saying, and they believe it, they'll start saying, oh, my goodness, we are, we are very close. I've had people, I've had pastors' eyes I can see the light bulb pop on their head and say, oh, my goodness, this is going to happen before very long. And I'm like, yes, it is. Wow. I know you've heard it your whole <laughs> life, but it is going to happen. And then another one of the most shocking things is that, in my opinion, that the church would go through the tribulation and be here all the way to the second coming of Jesus Christ at the time of the Battle of Armageddon. That's one of the most shocking things. Most people are taught, hey, we're going to be raptured out of here. And again, if we are, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. If I'm wrong, I'm that's, you know. <laughs> But um, it's it, as far as my interpretation of it. But I believe that we'll be here all the way through, and the the rapture and the second coming is one simultaneous event. Mm. Uh, the the rapture occurs. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky, and we go straight to fight on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. So it's one simultaneous event. It's not a the rapture and then a seven year period, and then the Lord comes back. Now it, again, that's my opinion, and so that's one of the most shocking things. Um, and then plus, when you start talking about these future wars, the Bible, Jesus did prophesy that there would be, in Matthew 24, you'll see wars and rumors of wars. That's probably what we're seeing right now. However, and I'm writing a huge article on this for our next issue of End Time, which you, I'll make sure you get a copy, but there are two specific wars that will occur in the near future prophesied in Scripture. The Bible talks about them, it, it prophesies, and then it gives clues as to how we will know what those wars are. Um, and one of them is the Sixth Trumpet War. In Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, and one of the most shocking things is that this war will kill one-third of the world's population. I know that is, I don't even like talking about that because it's horribly ominous, but the Bible says very specifically it's going to um, loose the four angels bound in the Great River Euphrates, so it's going to emanate, originate at the, in the Euphrates River region, somehow, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, Iran, and then two, uh, a third of the world's population is going to be destroyed, and one-third, or um, a 200-million-man army will participate in this war. There's only three entities on earth that can field an army of 200-million soldiers, China, India, and the Islamic faction on the planet. So probably those things are the most um, fearful. The mark of the beast is probably... You know, it's, it, it will be ominous to people around the world, but 
God, God, I, I, and so let, really quick, one of the ways that I've found out recently that may be an avenue around that, and the world government does not like it, is the cryptocurrency market, and I'm not selling cryptocurrency. I don't care if you have cryptocurrency or not. I'm not selling that. But what I'm saying is Joe Biden just signed a huge saw uh, regulation on the, and to, to monitor and control cryptocurrency, but yet the central bank is wanting to put out their central bank digital dollar. The reason for that is because the government cannot control cryptocurrency, and it's galling them. So he says, well, we, that there's been some you know, people that have been taken advantage of. We need to oversee that. And yet we, but, but the central bank is wanting to come out with their own digital dollar. So they're wanting to move us off of cash onto a digital dollar. It is possible. I'm not saying that I know this for sure. But it is possible maybe the cryptocurrency market or something like that would be a way for us to, um, to purchase things during the Mark of the Beast system. Again, I'm speculating at this point. I want capital S, everybody, <laughs> speculate. But I'm watching this thing like a hawk, and uh, I know I'm not fearful. I know I'm walking in faith, and God has always supplied our needs and he will during that time as well. You know, you tuned in and you're watching my special guest. He is the host of the television program, radio program, End Time Ministries. He's a reverend. He's an author. He's a writer. He's a minister of the gospel. He's a soul winner. This man really has the heart for God for you. Amen. Listen, we are living in biblical times, apocalyptic, some headlines call it, mm -hmm. yet Bible prophecy is being fulfilled when lives are being changed. Right. If your pastor, if an evangelist doesn't bring you back to the cross after they deliver the message, they have missed the whole point. It is so simple. John the Baptist was preaching the same gospel that Jesus picked up after they took John the Baptist, it is the same gospel that every preacher, every evangelist, every teacher needs to preach because it's all about winning souls. Sure, the world's going to fall apart. Sure, we're going to have wars. We're going to go through famine. We're going to go through collapses. We're going to go to misunderstanding what the scripture, the Bible has to say, yet everything's leading to go to heaven. Man, that's I it. mean, it's the simple. We have complicated this gospel with so much of our own opinion. Right. And a lot of programs are based on opinion base, and I can't stand it anymore. I just, <laughs> something in me doesn't want to hear your opinion. I right. want to know what does the Bible have to say about what we're going through right now, and how can I use it to lead someone to the Lord, mm -hmm. to heaven? I got to ask you that. I got about seven minutes left. Mm -hmm. And listen, you got to tune in to the PTL Network on Sundays, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, or 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can watch End of the Age. Mm -hmm. That is the, the television program you're hosting. Yes. But what are the five things we should be looking for yeah. in Bible prophecy right now? Absolutely. So the Bible prophesies about a world government, Revelation uh, 13, verses 1 and 2, a world government that will be established that the Antichrist will usurp authority over in the end time. Um, so that's one of the things we're watching being established right now. We talked about it a little bit yesterday on um, Jim, Jim Baker's program. Uh, the, the United Nations is the seat of that world governing body. So world government, it's being established right now. A world religion is being established right now um, that will eventually the false prophet will usurp authority over and it will become the kingdom of the false prophet. So the, the, the world government being established will become the kingdom of the Antichrist. 
the world uh, religion will become the kingdom of the false prophet, and then precursors to the mark of the beast. Uh, different move. The the United Nations has an entity called Better Than Cash Alliance. Its sole reason for existence is to move governments and NGOs and different things off of cash onto a total digital society. Because I can control the entire world if I've got if I've given you your own unique identification number. And then, hey, Mondo won't bow down to the edicts of the world government and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist. I'll invalidate his number, thus rendering him unable to buy or sell. Mm -hmm. So precursor to the mark of the beast, world government, world religion, the peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Uh, the Bible says there will be a peace agreement signed that will begin the final seven years. It's Daniel's 70th week to the second coming of Jesus Christ, the battle of Armageddon. The peace agreement is what we're watching for. Um, and that is Daniel 9.27, and there are some other scriptures that all fall in line with that. But Daniel 9.27, the Bible says, And he, the Antichrist, will confirm the covenant with many, the Abrahamic covenant where God promised the land of Israel, to the promised land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that lineage. That covenant will be confirmed by the Antichrist, um, and recognizing Israel's right to exist there in the end time, there's going to be a two-state solution, uh, many different things that are biblical characteristics of that. And then the fifth thing would be this six-trumpet war that uh, emanates out of the uh, Euphrates River region, kills one-third of mankind, and has a 200-million-man army involved. These are the five things that we are watching for right now. They're wow. coming to pass, and it's, it's letting us know, Mondo, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that we are just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, the Battle of Armageddon, which is when, this is what we're looking for. There are two main events in the Bible. The first coming of Jesus Christ, where he purchased a plan of salvation to prepare us for his second coming. Look at the entire Bible. The thesis of the Bible is your relationship with God and your relationship with your fellow man. And then there are two events, the first coming and the second coming of Jesus Christ. If you miss, most of the world missed the first coming because they believe the Messiah would come. It's, he's going to be a conquering king coming when he came born in a, uh, a uh, stable and laid in a manger, they didn't. They missed him. However, if but there were people that understood and followed the messianic prophecies that knew knew him when he came. Same way with the second coming. The Bible says much of the world will miss his second coming, but for those that have studied the prophecies, they know the word of God and they're following this stuff. They will have prepared themselves Ooh. and made themselves ready for that second coming. That's why we watch. Listen, I, we can talk for hours. Our, our time <laughs> is flying, and I cannot let you go without giving a message of salvation. I got about two minutes left. Those watching right now, mm -hmm. you're a man of God. You're a preacher of the gospel. You're a soul winner. Amen. Let's win some souls. Let's pray with those watching right now. Amen. If you'll bow your heads with me, I want to pray with you today. Lord, we thank you truly for your many blessings. I thank you for the sincerity in everybody's heart listening to us today. God, I ask you to lead everyone, regardless of their circumstance. You don't care what they've done in the past. It's irrelevant to you. To lead everyone to you somehow, some way. We praise your holy name today. We worship you, and we're believing for the greatest time of revival this world has ever seen in the near future. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Bless each and every one under the sound of my voice. Put a hedge of protection around them and bring us back together in the near future that we may worship you and lift up your name in spirit and in truth. 
God bless in Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother Dave. I appreciate your insight on Bible prophecy. Remember this, that John 3.17, everybody loves John 3.16, but John 3.17 is one of my favorites. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen. Keep the faith. What is impossible to serve the Lord without faith. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless.